We're also following new developments in Trump's upcoming civil fraud trial in New York. An appellate court has denied Trump's motion to delay the trial, which is now set to begin Monday, this coming Monday. The former president and his three oldest children are on the list of possible witnesses. CNN's Kara Scannell is in New York. She's watching all of this. Kara, how is this trial shaping up now? Well, Wolf, as you say, the, this New York State Appeals Court clearing the way for the trial to start Monday, denying Trump's motion for a delay of the start of the case. Uh, now, this follows a ruling by the lower court judge earlier this week where he found that Trump and the Trump Organization liable for fraud, saying that they had inflated the value of their properties on their financial statements. And the judge also canceled the business certifications for some of these limited liability companies. Now, there still remains a big question about what that looks like and how the future of the Trump Organization will look and whether Trump will own any buildings in New York where he built his brand. But as for the trial, it's now going to move forward with a focus on damages and the New York Attorney General's office also looking to prove claims of insurance fraud, falsifying business records, among others. Now, the AG's office said they plan to call 28 witnesses, including former President Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump, and Michael Cohen, whose testimony before Congress in 2019 is what set off this investigation. Cohen said at the time that he believed the Trump Organization and the former president had inflated the value of assets, and that is exactly what the judge found this week. Now, Trump's attorneys have a witness list that includes 127 people, also including the former President Trump. So it is likely that he could be called as a witness in this case. Now, the New York Attorney General's office following this judge's this court ruling this afternoon saying we are ready for trial and look forward to presenting the rest of our case. We have not heard back from the Trump side yet tonight for comment. Well, all right, Kara, thanks very much. Kara Scannell in New York for us. Uh, let's discuss all of these uh, major developments. Joining us now, CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig and CNN senior law enforcement analyst Andrew McCabe. Ellie, first, on the breaking news we just reported, what's behind Trump's decision not to try to move his Georgia state case to federal court? Well, well, this one was a genuine strategic stunner, in my view. There were plenty of good reasons why Donald Trump would want to be in federal court, starting with the fact that he would have a more favorable politically jury pool to choose from. That said, there are countervailing considerations here, which may under underlie Donald Trump's strategic decision here to stay in state court. First of all, the judge, and if you look at the filing that Kara just highlighted, it seems that Donald Trump is quite satisfied with the state-level judge, Judge McAfee, who has indeed given fair rulings. He's given some rulings, I think, that Donald Trump's team likes. Where on the opposite side of it, the federal judge, Judge Stephen Jones, is an Obama nominee. That does not mean he's biased against Trump, but he has firmly rejected prior motions by others to come over into federal court. You start with that. There's also the uncertainty about timing. It could be that Donald Trump feared that if he went into federal court, he'd be pushed to trial very quickly. But in state court, those cases seem to be on a much slower track. And then finally, there's the fact that if he did want to make this motion to get into federal court, he'd have to survive an evidentiary hearing. He'd have to go into court and either testify, as Mark Meadows did, or make some other showing. And there's risk in that. So now he doesn't have to do that. So it's an interesting strategic decision. It's going to have major consequences. Yes, it will. Uh, Andrew, uh, Mark Meadows' efforts to try to move his case uh, to federal court was rejected by the judge. Uh, how does that factor in here? Well, I think it's reasonable to assume that Trump's lawyers looked at the very tough treatment that Meadows received from the federal court on his motion to remove and decided potentially that it just wasn't worth the effort. 
Um, Meadows, of course, took the road that Ellie just mentioned in terms of testifying himself in his own motion hearing. And many people believe that he damaged himself uh, by making statements that could be used against him in other proceedings in Fulton County or if he's ever indicted on the federal level. So that's that hangs out there. We'll have to see how that plays out. So by not pursuing this motion, thinking of it as likely a long shot for success, they also avoided that uh, that tough situation of having to provide evidence and possibly deliver testimony uh, in court. We should also remember that Jeffrey Clark tried to provide his uh, evidence in his removal hearing by just submitting an affidavit and the judge rejected it. So uh, I think it was probably a wise move to figure that they might that they would likely be unsuccessful. Ellie, I want to turn uh, to Trump's New York fraud trial, which starts, as we reported, this coming Monday. Just how high are the stakes for Trump there and how likely is it that he and his adult children eventually do take the stand? Well, the stakes are Donald Trump's entire business enterprise, really no less than that. If he loses, he could get hit with a nine-figure verdict, and he could have his business certificate suspended. As to the issue of who might be a witness here, in a criminal case, the prosecution cannot force the defendant to take the stand. That would violate the Fifth Amendment. But this is a civil case. So the plaintiff, in this case the AG, can subpoena Donald Trump and his children and compel them to take the stand. If that happens, then they'll be given a difficult choice. Either they can testify, but we saw Donald Trump's deposition in this case. That went disastrously. Or they do have the right to invoke the Fifth Amendment. And given that this is a fraud case, they would have every basis to do that. But in New York, civil courts, if a party takes the fifth, then the fact finder, the judge, can hold that against them. You're allowed to assume the worst about what that testimony would have been. So it's a tough decision either way here for Donald Trump.